Hello and welcome to Come Out and Play, the D&D podcast that's all trans, all the time. My name is Benjamin, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be your DM for this campaign. My name is Moss, I use Z, them pronouns, and I'm playing Ember, who uses they, them pronouns. They are a human paladin of the singing flame. My name is Mel, I use they, them pronouns. I play Trick, who also uses they, them pronouns. Trick is a huge human warrior and Ember's elder sibling. My name is Haz, I use they, them pronouns, and I play Maynard, who uses he, him pronouns, and he is a skittish wizard. Okay. We ended last episode in a very sad place. The sad place being that Trick was having just a really bad day and was ending it on their knees vomiting into a river. Oh no. Because the river water turned out to be not good. In fairness, that wasn't close to the worst thing that had happened to Trick that day. It was day. not the worst thing that had happened that day, but it wasn't making the end of the day better. The worst thing that happened that day is that Ember nearly died by falling down a very deep hole, but was saved at the last possible moment uh, by Rill flying down a very deep hole and casting Levitate on them in the pitch black, which was very upsetting for everyone, not least Ember. Thank you, friends. Was that the same episode that Rill found a dead loved one, or was that a previous episode? That was the previous uh, episode, almost. Yeah, I think there was a gap between yeah. those. But Rill's also, that's still the same day. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. everyone is having a day. A day indeed. Yes. It's coming towards the end of the day, um, but as you've done a lot less hiking today, you're not in any danger of exhaustion. Um, you've just been awake for probably about 12 hours. You are currently having climbed down many, many steps on the artificially improved banks of an underground river. Everything around you is wet and slimy and algae-crusted and bad. The river turns out to not be drinkable water. What would you like to do? Oh, I'm going to have to climb all the way back up. It's a goddamn thing. Unless you'd like to stay down here. I do not. No, I don't. I don't think we should stay down here. No, me neither. Right then. Real, you've got the best eyes. Do you want to roll me a perception check? Interesting. I hate that. I hate that, Ben. (laughs) Ben, you know I've had a hard day, Ben. <laughs> Twelve. Okay. Um, further downstream, as the river flows, you know, further downstream, you can see the river takes a long, shallow curve off to the right. And just visible on the edge of that curve, there's some kind of archway in the wall, a, a substantial archway. like. 30 hmm. feet across kind of arch. Well, if we don't want to go back up the stairs just yet, we could go see what that is. I think we What's ought to that? check it out. What do you think it is? Well, I can't see inside of it. It's some kind of doorway? But no idea what would be down here. How far away is it? Um, several hundred yards. I mean, the question was it real, but yeah. Viral. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, like, have a little bit of a thing about how far I can sprint and how long. I 
come to a conclusion and I have a little sit and I take out the crossbow in my lantern and I say, I tell you what, you can check it out. <laughs> Amazing. All right, so the three of us are going to go check that out. Okay. You work your way down the towpath, which we, we talked about towpaths in an earlier episode, but that was some time ago. So I'll say again, for those who live in places where they don't have tons of rivers and canals used as boat navigation, a towpath is a path on the riverbank where the horse walks in order to pull the boat along. But it also means just a path by a riverbank that's not very far above the water and runs parallel to the river. Okay, returning you to the actual episode. You walk along the towpath. The walls of this passageway have been widened in places. You can all see that. Uh, the path has been filled in in places. You can all see that. So this is a natural river, but it has been worked on to make it better for navigation. In contrast to that, this archway looks purely artificial. This has been, the whole thing has been cut through the rock and there is a broad passageway running back into the rock forming a short tributary to the river because you can look into and see that it is maybe 200 feet maybe a little more of this artificial channel which is full of water until there are a pair of very solid looking heavy wooden doors that have been coated with tar to make them waterproof, which I think only real would be getting an idea of that. Um, but you found a, a short canal that has been built to join onto the river. Uh, there mm. is a bridge over this tributary. Um, it is currently in its extended position, but you can see that it was built with strong cables to be raised to allow things to pass through and then lowered again to be a bridge. Well, should we open it? It's will it There's no door where you currently are, it's just a the end of the canal passageway was the archway you saw. The door is like down inside. Ah. Well. No sense in not checking. It looks like it could maybe get us where we're going. I mean Okay. We 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 we're trying to find a, a, a way to the surface. We we found a way, didn't we? I mean, it's through a chimney, but... can Have you ever climbed up a chimney before? No. But that doesn't mean it's not a way in. Fair. But I'd rather walk along a river than... If we can find a safer climb route. Up a chimney. chimney. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's, let's see if we can get it open. And see what's behind there, then. It won't, like... Flood us with water, right? Uh, oh, it is waterproofed, but I don't think so. Real looks at the door, mildly okay. concerned now that Ember brought that up. <laughs> roll, roll me an investigation check for looking at the door. 18. Say again? 18? 18, okay. So the water, the, surf, the surface of the water down here is almost completely still because you're underground and there's no wind and no tide to speak of. But even so, you can see the very gentle sloshing back and forth at the water level against the doors. And you can see the doors, although they've been built to retain water, they have not been built to 
perfectly retain water. So there is a crack between the doors of maybe a quarter inch. Um, so these are doors that will substantially block flow of water, but will not hold pressure. So if oh, there was okay. pressured water behind it, you'd be seeing it burting through the crack and you're not seeing that. Right. So you're okay, pretty yeah. confident the water level on both sides is the same. All right. So if we can get the door open, it shouldn't flood us. That Do you believe that to be the case? Yes. All right. I say as much to Ember and Maynard. Uh, you'll also see, because you're looking around, um, you, you, there are... They were work, whoever built this was working in a confined space. So rather than have the long outward sticking lock doors on a standard lock gate, these have like a vertical set of levers on each side of the river, of the canal. But you are pretty sure that sufficiently hauling down on one of these levers, which is like a, a, a long timber um, rather than a... We are not talking your standard video game foot and a half worth of brass lever. This is mm -hmm. engineering. But you're pretty sure if you pull down on that hard enough, you could get the door to open. It, it looks to you like it's connected based on that role. Okay. Uh, Rail is going to, Rail is going to uh, pat Ember on the shoulder and point them towards one of the larger <laughs> uh, levers. Maybe uh, maybe you can try and get that open. I don't think uh, I or Maynard would be suited to it. Maynard looks a, a little offended, but then sort of shrugs. Yes, fine. I will give that a go. Okay, roll me. Uh, you could probably make this athletics rather than strength, which are probably slightly... Yeah. You. Uh... The help is good because I rolled a three, which puts me at Ooh. a nine. Oh dear. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You jump up because you understand enough about the workings of levers to know that the like the further toward the end of the lever you are, the better. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, like everything else down here, the lever's all slimy and gross, and your hands slip and you just kind of slide back oh. down the lever towards the ground. <laughs> mm, great. It doesn't doesn't seem to be shifting. Maybe maybe it's more of a team effort or uh oh hey hey Maynard you're a wizard. I think that's well established by now. Yes. Can you and Ember gestures at all the slime and algae. Can you, like, do something about this? That would make it a lot easier to move the lever. Maynard just sort of looks at it and squints. You want me to clean it? Do you have... I don't know, there's like a cleany spell. I don't have that spell. Oh, okay. But it's well maybe maybe we can all try and and push on it i've got uh i've got this cloak we can clean it off the old fashioned way and then <laughs> give it a team effort all right yes okay 
you you sacrifice a cloak to the cause. I mean, it's probably salvageable, but until you have salvaged it, you're not going to want to wear it. Yeah. Because it's nasty now, and mm -hmm. it smells. Mm-hmm. And then please roll me another check, but this time with advantage because you are team efforting it. Excellent. That was much better at a 19. Hey. It still takes a fair bit of effort because these are heavy doors. And you, although there's not any pressured water, you're still having to move the door like against the weight of water pressing the outside. So it's slow, but you are able to get it moving and to keep hauling on the giant lever and it's the door nearest to you of the two doors is the one that's opening um and you can see on the other side when you get it open just another short expanse uh of dark water which we will return to in a second because first i would like trick to roll a perception check i hate rolling perception check actually i'm quite good at that i'll take it back <laughs> I hate rolling perception checks. That's an eleven. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you don't pick up anything that's happening with the rest of the party. You do notice a very large frog sitting <laughs> on the towpath on the other side of the river, watching you dolefully. It says ribbit. <laughs> that seems that seems within the bounds of normal. We're there's water, there's vegetation, things. I'm, I'm aware that things that are poisonous to humans aren't necessarily poisonous to other things. That's fair. That's a yeah. frog. That seems normal. Frog. You see I a big frog. Threaten it with a crossbow. <laughs> it doesn't appear to be bothered by the crossbow. So I, I said I'm not threatening it with the crossbow. He's not threatening it. I, it, it, it I'm it, expressly it, not threatening it with the yeah. crossbow. You're looking at it. It's looking at you. That's it. That's what's happening. It's like, you look the way I feel, buddy. <laughs> okay, back to the three of you. <laughs> As the door across the water swings open, the portion of it that blocks the towpath pivots the other way. So it's, it's got a pivot just at the edge of the towpath. So as it swings open, the passage opens for you as well as for the water. So you can continue should you wish. It is only... I have written this down. Sorry, bear with me one second. I didn't write down precisely the one number that I wanted. Oh, that's why. I'm not sure I trust myself. Never mind. It is about 100 feet deep um, from where you are to the, to the new back wall of the tunnel. Hmm. Okay. Did I say anything? Draw perception for me. Oh, um, oh, I know. I... Sorry, it's, not, it's, it's about 75 feet deep. Let's keep our proportions correct. Oh. <laughs> I would like to uh, put on oh, my... I'd like to put on my helmet of blind sense. Have you attuned to said helmet? Uh, have you had, had a Yeah, yeah, I did. I think I did it last time we did the rest. Yeah, you would have had time to. It's just whether you felt you had other things in your slots. Yeah. Okay. You put on your helmet of blindsight, which, although you've attuned to it now and it technically works, it's still deeply weird. Because it's like getting a sense of the shape of things around you as pressure. Very odd. Nonetheless, does you put it on. Does the helmet also blind me? Like, does it cover no, my eyes? No, you do also have your regular eyes. It has, like, okay. enough slits in the face bit for you to have regular eyes. But the construct that it was built for wasn't using regular eyes. It was using blindsight. 
Yeah. So although you knew what colour they were, they had no idea about you. <laughs> <laughs> but you put it on and you rapidly discover that it doesn't matter which direction you point your head in, which is also weird. Doesn't make any difference. You can see things, you can be aware of things for the same radius around you, regardless of which direction you're facing. You can also roll me a perception check. Okay. Because it's no longer dark down here for you. Real sadly rolled a 10, so. Yeah. Well, I rolled a 1 and got 6, so there you go. You're not used to blindsight at all. Do you want to roll me a perception check, Amber? You might be the smart one today. Oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, um... No, that's an 11. <laughs> okay, so, basics. All of you are aware of, even Maynard, once he gets over being distracted by his helmet. Um, this is another 75-foot length of canal. The towpath on each side is narrower than it was on the rest of this short trip. Um, the back wall isn't doors this time. It is just a back wall. But all of the walls are carefully smoothed masonry. You are at the bottom of a very deep shaft. You assume it's very deep because, like, the echoes sound very deep and Rill can't see the top of it and he's got the best eyes. Mm. But you don't know how deep it is. And you can see at each corner and at the 25 and 50 foot points down the length is what looks like a metal ladder flush against the wall with a, a, enough space behind it that you could get a grip on it with smooth rounded rungs that are about eight inches apart just going up into the darkness on these eight hmm. strips do you think this is the way out i think it might just be a way back up into the city It'll be a way that we haven't found yet from up there well i think these might be maintenance ladders but we could try them should we go get trick first yeah i think so I'll go back and get them, and Maynard will go and to back to where Trick was waiting at the bottom of the staircase. Oh. They've you made get, a friend. You get in like footstep range, and you you know you can see me because there is a um, lantern at my feet. To be fair, I can probably see you. I assume you cast. Oh no, of course you don't need to anymore. Yeah. Um. So I hear boom. Coming up on me in the darkness, and you can see me because I am where because I am by the lantern. I raise my crossbow and I'm like, "Real, Maynard, you all right there?" Yeah, uh, we found a, a big shaft going up. It's got a ladder built into it. We think it might be access to one of the upper floors. Right. All right. I'll move up, and I lever okay. myself up with. With protest because I'm not I'm not as young as I used to be, <laughs> and I'm not as used to wearing armor either. <laughs> Maynard, you also notice a large frog that is watching you dolefully and says, "Ribbit." I smile at the frog. Probably <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I've seen down here that's not horrifying. It is big. How big is a big frog? Like. This, this particular fist big, big or like no, 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 small like, like dog a big, size? Like a big, like a small dog frog, yeah. Ooh. Oh, okay. 
No. But it's not acting aggressively. It's just watching <laughs> you with, with like big sad eyes. Uh-huh. So, goes out to you. Have we, so uh, I'm not, I'm not suddenly... scared. I'm not scared of this frog and I don't hate it. But I'm also but it also its presence is making me sad. <laughs> <laughs> you take oh, morale no. damage from the frog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll come back with you to the ladder. I'll have a look at the ladder. I'll follow them up. back to the to the end of the short canal and this chamber with the shaft and the what's actually eight ladders, one at each corner and two on each long side. Oh. And you look up and you're like, "Yep, can't see the top. It's real dark." Hmm. Uh, I'll ask Vril, can you see the top? Yeah, no. You cannot see the top. Uh, no. So I don't know what we're going into, and hopefully this is not too long of a climb, but... I mean, do you want me to go up? I don't... Well, I thought we could, you down. know, two people per each ladder, see where we end up. Wait, wait. The opposite, right? We have two ladders per person, I don't think. Yeah, you have eight ladders to choose from. Oh, I didn't know we had so many ladders. Okay, never mind. So many ladders. Well, hang on a second. If we don't know how high these ladders go, and we don't necessarily know how safe they are now, uh, I give one of them... uh, How about, instead of all going up at once, like we've got somewhere to be in a hurry, uh, you two, I say, pointing at Brill and... Uh, Maynard, if I recall previous discussions under the chimney, you're tapped out of not falling to your death, right? I can't remember if we had a long rest since the fight. We didn't, no. No. Same day. Okay. Yes. Right. So, how about one person go up with the harness, I say, which is what they've decided the um, the blockchain is now. (laughs) It's a a safety harness. Um, One person go up with the harness, and that way, if the thing suddenly gives way under them, or, I don't know, there's a big monster, we've we've not got ourselves a big, big problem. I don't mind who it is. I just think it might be a bit safer that way. I think you've got a point. Yeah, I can agree with that. Who wants to go up? Oh, I'll I'll go up. Oh wait, one of you two. No, yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's a point. Um, I don't know. Are either of you particularly feeling good at climbing? Because I could climb it. Oh, all right, you can go then. Okay. Oh, I mind if there's some we... big thing up there to chomp on it can chomp on me. We had a we had a short rest though after you did have a short rest. Right? Yeah. Right, then I have one third level spell slot and I can fly. Oh. Wait, hang on a second. Okay. Is this a... How, wait, let's frame this in character. What's happened is, I've said neither of you can neither of you can avoid falling to your deaths, right? You said yes. And then there has been like a brief conversation where presumably Maynard has been silently having a quick think about it going. Quote. Yeah. Quote. I... <laughs> <laughs> no, in... in... 
it the the pause was me looking at my spells right. because like my my <laughs> we, we only understand refreshed. this. Mel is inviting you to give a with a, a, a pithy in character statement of wait a minute, actually I can fluff. <laughs> oh <laughs> never mind. Um I mean I'd say like Oh no wait. Um I think I might I think I might have an one more spell of fly in me. Might or do? Do, do. Um, right. Uh, the, the rest we had upst uh, upstairs recharged me a little bit. All right. Uh, still, if you can climb a, if you can climb instead, and first of all, you'll conserve it, and secondly, we'll find out if it will bear other people's weight. Know what I mean. Maynard nods and looks up, sort of warily, and puts on a brave face. <laughs> <laughs> Do you begin climbing? Yes. Taking deep breaths and going... <sighs> okay. So the first <laughs> thing you notice is that these metal rungs are really cold under your hands. Not unnaturally cold, just the kind of cold you expect when you're far enough underground that everything is a comfortable four degrees hmm. and also they're wet and slimy and gross no. the same as everything else okay. it appears to be solid under your weight and it's interesting because even for you with your human sized hands which are presumably slightly larger than a dwarf's hands these rungs are slightly unwieldy in their thickness they are overbuilt for a ladder. They are very strong. But you start mm. climbing, and even at half speed, you can move 15 feet a second. Well, you know, I. You... So you're half speed twice because you are climbing, and you're on difficult terrain to climb. So you move about a foot a second once it's all worked out, which is all boring mechanical stuff. Even mm. at the slow speed you're having to climb, within about 30 seconds, you reach your first break in the otherwise monotonous, there's a wall, there's a ladder, I'm climbing the ladder. There is a carved out niche, about five feet high, so cramped for a human, but fine for a dwarf, and about five feet back behind the ladder. And you could, if you chose, easily swing around the ladder and stand in this little niche. It doesn't seem like it goes anywhere. You don't see any exits from it apart from get back on the ladder. But there's this niche and you look out across the shaft and it, the other ladders on the other side have a similar niche at this point. But they all continue up. This is not by any means the top of anything. Oh. Like a, like a rest stop. Could be. Hmm. Do you keep climbing? I do. I would also like to uh, cast mage armor on myself. Sure. Okay. After another half a minute of climbing, you hit. You know, another twenty-five feet. You reach another of these little niches, and then another. 25 feet up, you reach another one. So now you're 75 feet up. And these ladders are still just stretching up into the darkness. And you chance another 25 feet. And this time, 
the niche is more of a corridor. It goes, there's the niche itself, but it goes back an extra couple of feet and then joins up to the other niches behind the wall of rock that the ladders are attached to all the way around the rectangle. Hmm. But once again, you don't see any other exits besides get back on a ladder. I'm going to take a moment to go into one of these niches. Mm -hmm. And I am going to take, because I have, um, I have a, a calligraphers kit, and I'm going to write a message describing what I've seen so far. And I will conjure a, a 10 pound weight <laughs> wrap the wrap the letter around the weight oh and drop oh it down god. the hall oh, oh my Maynard god deadly. Maynard roll me a dex check no not 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 a 10 pound weight doesn't need to be 10 pounds half pound that's fine okay that's better still roll me a dex check <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Oh no, I don't like this. This is why when you're in a tunnel, well. you wear a helmet. <laughs> See, the only person who really needs to wear here is is real, who is the person who is definitely not wearing a helmet, definitely helmet. looking up. I think uh, arguably not be wearing. What do you roll? What do you roll, Eleven. Maynard? Eleven. Okay. So what the other three of you hear is a splash as Maynard apparently throws a stone from a great height into a canal. Oh, I forgot there was a canal. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Crap. You also would hear this splash and be like, ah, fuck. <laughs> What's happening up there? How high up is Maynard at this point? Maynard is currently 100 feet up. So right, so within shouting range. Comfortably within shouting distance. I don't have a good judge of distance, okay? This is a this is a has problem, not, not a Maynard <laughs> problem. You know the 100 meter sprint? You're about a third of that far. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I feel really stupid. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. It's a very Maynard thing to have done. Yeah. No, it's not. He's yeah, got like, it is. fucking plus four intelligence. Yeah, and so you created an, an over-engineered solution to a problem that didn't exist. What could be more wizardly than that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Maynard will... Uh, Maynard will... Uh... uh Sigh and, and shout down. I was like, Did you get my note? No, the rock you threw in the canal. No, okay. I just had a lot to describe, and I thought that shouting it would be weird. Please <laughs> shout it next time. <laughs> what did you find? Well, everyone's wearing a helmet down here. Every every 25 feet or so, there's a there's a there's a dwarf sized niche in the wall enough for one to stand and or lie down in alright so testing I, I don't know what they are that's quite frequent it is you didn't find any doors up there did you not yet I can't see the top yet um I will get out okay, of well, the, let's the niche <laughs> I'll get out of the niche and and continue climbing. Okay. But I will um oh I will I will no, never mind. I just do it. Okay. 
how long are you willing to climb for? I mean, how long have I been climbing so far? So you, you've been climbing for about three minutes. And you've got about 100 feet up. I'll probably keep climbing for another five minutes. Okay. So now you're like, if, if, you know, you continue to pass those niches and you pass one, and two, three. And you kind of think, yeah, you know what, I'll, I'll see how this is going. I'll, I can see the next niche. Work your way up to that. And now you're 200 feet up. And there's another set of niches with this linking corridor. But once again, no other exits besides get back on a ladder. Hmm. Work changing places, maybe? I don't know. It seems like some sort of safety procedure. No idea. Can I check around the, the, the niche that goes around and see if I can see or feel anything? Uh, yeah, roll me an investigation check. 24. Find a couple of broken drill bits that have just been discarded and kicked against the wall at some point. But otherwise, it's, accounting for the slime, pretty clear, pretty clean, pretty unornamented. I try and communicate I communicate this with uh, everybody down in the bottom, if they can still hear me. It's, it's a bit of a shout now, but yeah, sure. But you were also in a very contained area, so there's echoes. So voices will carry slightly further. I'm still not seeing anything. Every hundred feet, or there's this ring that connects all the little alcoves on the sides, but there's no exits. I think this is just a, a work shaft or something. Mm. I mean, it's up to you. Bear in mind, you'll get tired and you've got to come back down as well. I'm happy leaving this to the archaeologists, I mean. I mean, these little niches, are they... Are they big enough? You said they're big enough for like a dwarf to stand in, but are they big enough to take a rest in? Um, you'd be just lying on the floor, um, and you'd have to all be in a separate niche. Mm. Um, Trick would struggle in most of them. In the, you could sit down and take a short rest, no problem. A long rest, Trick in particular would struggle because they wouldn't be able to lie down because they're not deep enough unless you picked one of the ones with the corridor and then they could stretch out in the corridor. Okay. But to sit and rest, certainly. I shut down and was like, do you want me to keep going or should I come back down and we can figure another way? I kind of look around at the other people and be like, I, I'm not that invested. Yeah, I mean, if you can see the... Out of here, so. you can see where it ends from where he is and he should keep going, but if not, I think he can come back down. So Minot has a has a look around the shaft and looks up, looks down, has a think, and then shouts and uh, shouts down. This is the boat lift we're looking for, isn't it? What boat lift? You know, the, the boat lift for the archaeologists. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's, no? That, that, that is what we're here for, isn't it? Then why, yes. the fuck, then why the fuck did we have to clear the way the other way? Because we didn't know this was here. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> but they must have had some way of, rise, of, of raising and lowering the water, whether the mechanism is down there or up here, I don't know. 
possibly one at each end? I don't know. Look, why don't you? If it's going to be that high, why don't you just fly up? Okay. I'm authorizing it because I'm not clocking <laughs> If you can find a way to send a, I don't know, a boat down there that I can float up on, I'll take that. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to cast uh, two spells here. The first is expeditious retreat, and the second is fly. <laughs> so I move. I move twice as fast. And also, I'm flying. <laughs> so, you know, I'm moving 120 feet per six seconds. Hey, Maynard, can I tell you something terrible that you don't want to know? Can I tell you something that may harm you? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to know something about the spells fly in Expeditious Retreat? Oh, yeah, that's a good point, actually. <laughs> yeah. Never mind, just fly then, just whatever. Fly. You, you, you formulate your plan, and then you go through the checklist that your teachers taught you about spell-based plans and go, oh, no. <laughs> Look, this is my first time playing a wizard. Give me a break. It's Maynard's <laughs> first time, too. <laughs> He's smart. He went to college. Okay, so Maynard, you cast fly on yourself and kind of step out onto the ladder and look up and let go of the ladder and start rising into the air much faster than you were climbing. The rest of you at the bottom, it is at about this point that you notice the frog. Which has apparently the frog has come into the, the frog has oh. followed you and is now lurking in the water with just its eyes above the surface staring at you. Oh hey, is that a frog? Or possibly another frog. I don't really know. They all look the same to me. <laughs> Maynard. Hey, buddy. Actually, if everyone wants to try and attract the frog, we will totally do some animal handling. <laughs> Actually, come to that. Can I... Huh. What would it be to try and actually have a second think and try and work out if this is, in fact, the same frog or if there are multiple frogs around? Perception I investigations? Think... I think it would be... <laughs> I think it would be perception because you're, you're not able to get up close and personal with the frog to examine it, so you're having to go off like... Yeah. I mean, the good news is if it's perception or handling, those are all the same role for me. <laughs> um, and in any case, that's a 22. So it's, it's got mottled skin, and you're pretty sure that the, mot the, the pattern of mottles over... Do frogs have eyebrows, you wonder? Over that bit of its face. It's, you're pretty sure that's identical mottling. Yeah. This and is the same frog. It is the same frog, come to think of it. Yeah. It was what when I was having my sit down. I don't know what it thinks is going to find that's so exciting about me. Dude, probably. I you mean, know, when they get really big, they eat people sometimes down here. Real says, as if this is normal knowledge, to just tell your friends. Yeah. What? Uh, it's got some growing like not, wants to eat me. Not that size, but, you know, bigger. Okay. Hmm. I'm prepared I mean, to accept like, it as a sign for the Lord of Falling Waters, but in as much as I'm prepared to accept anything as a sign for the gods at this point, I'm, I'm just, I just want to get to the surface. Maybe you should try and catch it and see if it has any uh, symbols on it. I was about to see if, see if, see if, see if it's going to give me any wishes. Oh, I'm, that. I'm also just going to keep an eye up above because if I see a glowing rock falling from on high again, because I don't know. If, I don't know if he's going to wind up at a shouting distance. Hmm. So where Maynard has ended up is you have flown upwards much faster than you could climb. But even so, 
even going at 30 feet per six seconds upwards, I'm actually going to have to calculate how long it's taken you. It's 60 With feet. It, it, you didn't have Expeditious Retreat. Uh, it's my, my fly speed is 60 feet. That's just okay. what fly does. 60 feet per second. Per six seconds. Per six sec per, per round is what I mean. At 60 yeah. feet per round, it is still going to take you more than a minute to reach the top of this shaft. That's so okay. you fly up. I'm aware you're not falling. I'm just telling you how long this shaft is. Okay. So you fly upwards for a full minute, passing these regular niches in the ladders before you can finally see at the limits of your blind sight something at the top. And it's a complicated something. There is certainly a surface up there, but hanging down from that ceiling is a large and complex piece of machinery, which is unfamiliar to you. It's not giving off any light, so if nothing else, you don't think it's powered by the same kind of magical power source as the constructs you've previously encountered, because all the, all, all the constructs you've previously encountered of Dwarven make had gemstones functioning as the power source that glowed. This doesn't. But you can see this ceiling, you can see this complicated machine hanging down from it, and you can see, because you're working with blindsight, two narrow passageways from just beneath the ceiling that run out a short way and then start to go upwards up staircases. I would like to go through those passageways, one of them. Okay. So you pick one of the passageways. Mm -hmm. And you go up the stairs. Uh, which is another 60 feet or so. And you come out into a space that is shaped very similarly to the final chamber of the canal at the bottom of the shaft. Same proportions, same width and height and length. Same set of doors between this space and wherever the water goes beyond it. And you see, poking up from the water, pale, pale eyes looking at you as you come into the space. And now I need you to make a wisdom save, please. Cool. Fifteen. Okay. Fifteen is enough. So whatever that was effect was, you are okay. You could only just see those eyes because there's really very little light and the moment after you, you you make eye contact with them and almost immediately they sink down under the water which is dark and murky and you lose sight of it and presumably opaque to blind sight as well it's like pressure yeah so you're seeing like the surface of the water that's mildly terrifying I don't trust these damn frogs. <laughs> I am going to cast light on, on my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, not on my shoe. That's silly. Um, I have a crystal amulet. I'll just um, I'll cast it on my amulet. So I've got light, light source on around my chest. 
I mean, I do like the visual of Maynard just, just kind of flying around with one shoe, just like as a, using <laughs> one shoe as a, as a floodlight. Yeah, it was, it was, it was clever in my head because in my head he was standing in the water. So, uh, no, um, not unless you choose to step down into it. You are on a similar kind of towpath space. No, it's only about five I'm... feet wide, but you have enough room to stand on without going into the water. Mm. Okay, you cast light and you can now see the grey stone of the walls. You can see beneath the algae the reflecting surface of the metal ladders which appear to continue all the way up to the ceiling. But now you can see that the centre of this room is mobile. It is a heavily timbered rectangular box with an open top that is full of water and at each of the four corners and in two places along each long side there is part of the mechanism that is attached to the bottom of the box extends up this side and hooks onto the ladders with a huge blunt toothed cog that fits neat your one tooth of the cog fits neatly between two rungs of the ladder and the whole box is hanging off these cogs you can see that the water is a murky greenish gray color you can see that in the water are shreds and swirls of something thicker something slimy like mucus drifting through the water here and in the water, there is something. There is a creature. You can see its tentacles. You don't recognize its shape. Oh my god. I, I have to admit, I'm having a really hard time imagining the space of this room and what's inside it. I think I might need a diagram. Okay, I can attempt a diagram. It's hard to visualize space. I feel like I got the core ideas of it. We should, we should, we should go through all well, those are problem route and just become a podcast with slides. <laughs> <laughs> we We've already got the battle maps. Okay, I have drawn you an extremely scientific diagram. I can't wait. I will warn you that you're in a 3D space and this is a 2D diagram, so there are still problems here. Okay, so going through that little staircase, I can see over the top where these cogs are. Yeah, you came out like, so you, you came into the staircase below the mechanism and you've come out of the staircase up where the cogs are above the box. Where's the horrible thing? In the box. In the box? The now... horrible thing is in the box. Oh, I don't like okay, that. And the box is not in the box, flooded? is there? And the box is flooded. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's bad. <laughs> Can it be really almost anywhere else, actually? Ideally. I mean, am I able to fly over the top of the box to reach that door? Oh no! Oh no! I'm, just, yes. I'm not going to do it. I just, <laughs> to, I just want to know if I could. You, you could, but those doors are the same kind of very heavy, uh, water slowing, if not technically blocking doors that you found at the bottom. Those are like lock doors. And this is like an open tank, essentially, like a wooden tank with a weird tentacle thing in it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. full of water. Mm-hmm. This it's is about terrible. 75 feet long. Uh, the box, not the creature. You're not sure how big the creature is, but it's smaller than the box. 
Right. Um, can I see that space between the box and the door, like, in front of it? That's just an artifact of the diagram. There's not anywhere to land down there or anything. Crap, okay. So there's no way to sort of reach the door. I don't even know what this box does. It's just a box with a weird creature in it. No, hold on. We have canonically established that you are the only person who's... You're the only one who remembers what this box is for. This is the boat, then, <laughs> Maynard. Yes, I know, but shaft, I don't know... Maynard. I know, but I don't know, I don't know how it works. Like, I okay, know that, what it is, but I just don't know how it works. You have yeah. no idea how to operate this. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe this is just a boat lift attendant, and it's fine. <laughs> maybe it's a helpful, horrible, mucusy. It was thing just trying to cast. It was just trying to cast message on you, and you had to be a dick about it. <laughs> anyway, all all you guys down at the bottom though is that the frog is still staring at you. Yeah, that's the under assistant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I um. I am going to cast minor illusion like somewhere above the above the weird tentacle monster. Okay. Not where I am. Sure. To see if the creature reacts to it. What are you casting? Myself. Okay. Just gonna take a look at that spell to see what the intelligence check on it is. Because I think it's an intelligence check for the minor illusion, isn't it? To know that it's an illusion. Oh, sorry. It says an in, a sound or an image of an object. Uh... A minor illusion is a minor illusion. Yeah. It's oh, <laughs> okay. like a cantrip. Um, I guess a sound. I'll create a sound away from me, like maybe towards the door. Okay. Uh, the sound is, um, let's say, like, the, like a person's voice. Mm -hmm. What does it say? Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, sorry, I'm really bad at thinking on the spot. It's, it says quite, it says, like, quite loudly, what a strange door. <laughs> okay. Also, in what language? That's a very good point. In what language? I think the only language that I think would common, I guess, all my other, other like, all my other languages are useless. Okay, so you sort of look at this thing and try to discreetly form the gestures for this cantrip and cast Minor Illusion to create the sound of somebody saying, wow, look at this door. And for a moment, you, can't, you think it's worked because there's this mo motion of the thing in the water which sort of turns away from you to look in the direction of the door but then it keeps turning and looks you think back at you and you hear a voice in your head and the voice in your head says it's been a while since i saw a wizard oh no bad oh no oh, no may i get out of there <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Could you make me another wisdom tape? <laughs> yes, and I also I, I I know what this is and I hate this and I hate you. Can I uh, <laughs> can I just check something real quick then? Uh-huh. Which is um how long did Maynard spend flying up the lift shaft? It it took him a little over a minute to fly all the way up. 
That's fine then. It's fine. It's fine. Got plenty of time to fly back down. Yeah, he does. He does. He's got. I figure at this point he is about two minutes into his fly spell. That's fair. Okay, uh, that's a ten, which I feel terrible about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. You are charmed. Great. Love it. No. You cannot attack this creature or target it with harmful abilities or magical effects. You also, because of the specific thing this is, cannot take reactions. Mm-hmm. And you also, because of the specific thing this is, are going to do what it tells you. Yep. Yeah. So, just letting the audience know, what happens now is that I set up a whisper channel with you. <laughs> so that our lovely fellow players don't know uh, what you've been told to do. So that's fun. <laughs> Congratulations. Fantastic. I'm so excited. <laughs> Maynard is going to fly down, fly all the way back down to meet everybody. Okay. Um... Maybe pausing about uh, 30 feet up so he could still talk to them, but he's not landing. Sure. Sure. Uh, by which point you've burned through about half your spell time on fly. Okay. Oh, oh I think he's coming. I, I can see him. Maynard, are you alright? Yeah, I'm fine. You... Uh, there's this there's this mechanism at the top. I think it's for taking the boats up and down. This and there's and there's a door, like the one we came in through to get in here. Oh good. Yeah. Uh, so I <sighs> I guess you have to climb the ladders to um to get up. But there are those little niches on the walls where you can have a small rest if you need to. Uh, so you can't work the mechanism then? I have no idea how it works. Okay. In that case, I think I think we're gonna have to rest up ahead of that. Like we're already onto our second aid, we're already kind of drained, and we're running out of, you know safety measures. And it's not like we're in a big hurry. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. We've been going for a while. As much as I'd like to see what's up there, I think we should rest first. I th think that's a good idea, too. I, it's going to take a while for you to, to go back up, and if and I, I'm halfway through this spell's time anyway. Okay. But that's alright. So we can... Should we just uh, do it here on the um, on the pathway? Um, is there room to set up the hut? Maybe out 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 by the main canal. I don't want to be like in here quite so much. But I guess it doesn't matter much. It's going to be quite a challenge to find anywhere with the physical floor space for the hut. I think we're just going to have to rough it for now. Okay, that's alright then. Um. We'll have to set watch in that case, definitely. But still, I don't think I'm going to be that bothered by the frogs. Rip it. I say, like, guys <laughs> first in a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's post up and try and get comfortable then. Okay. I'd rather be out along the main way than in here, I think. I just think there's a bit more room. Sounds yes. good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you make your way back out to the riverbank 
and mm-hmm. you know go go maybe a hundred yards to find yourself a, a slightly wider stretch of riverbank where you can have a more comfortable space to lie down in um, mm-hmm. it's not quite 20 feet wide so it's you could put the hut up but part of the hut would be over the water so up to you whether you think that's worthwhile i mean it's certainly no loss is it probably be warmer inside even if it doesn't stop things coming up at you from the water and also like hang on isn't it a sphere so like it's a half sphere it's a semi a hemispherical dome oh is it <laughs> yeah it doesn't have a floor <laughs> that's great it's good it is it's good like you, you you can sap into a tiny hut which pleases me immensely okay well i can definitely set up the um the th- the Liam's tiny hut as a ritual yeah, so you set up your tiny hut, which at least makes it warmer, which is nice because it is, it you is know, nice. persistently and tiresomely chilly down in these underground passages. Mm. And if you have to sleep on slime, at least you can sleep warm <sighs> on slime. I mean, I'd certainly try and um, scrape off the floor a bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We've got that cloak that's already been sacrificed <laughs> to yeah. <laughs> the slime. The gross. And the gross. slime is stubborn, but you can improve your situation. Um, is anyone keeping an eye out for the frog? I'm not keeping an eye out specifically for the frog, but I'm keeping an eye out. Okay. In which case, you notice an absence of frog. Hmm. The frog has stopped following you. Huh. Do you think it means something that we're no longer being followed by that frog? Well, the magic or the lights probably scared it off. I'm, I'm a little grouchy at being asked this, and <laughs> I'm presumably trying to settle down for sleep. Just like, I mean, the frog, the frog follows from one place to another place. I'm not sure that really counts as following us. It's more. more... Well, it probably went away once it realized yeah. we weren't going to feed it or anything. I don't think Fair it was enough. feed it either. It's not a stray dog. I don't know, it's about the size of one. Well, I shouldn't be used to people feeding it down here. Are you suggesting this is a feral frog? <laughs> I don't know! <laughs> Aren't all frogs feral? Like, Are there frog generally? fancies? No, there's a difference between <laughs> wild and feral. <laughs> oh, oh, right, okay. I see. <laughs> like, well, I don't know anybody who has, like, pet frogs, but I don't know. <laughs> I like you know domestic what, sure. definitely have pet frogs. Pet frogs are definitely a thing. Oh, I'm sure they are. Just not like domesticated versus wild. <laughs> you take your rest in the unchanging darkness of the underdark. Mm-hmm. Sure do. Although I can have light out because people with regular eyes need to keep watch at some point. In between one of our Watches and the next. I wanna. Uh, I wanna talk the trick. All right, sure. Um, I'll be. I'll be. I'll be going on shift. Going on watch, rather. Do you. Do you know anything about dwarves? I mean, I'm not sure. I've. I'm not sure I've ever met one. Um, I mean, I know a bit about the council and that. Right. No, I just, um, I don't know. You have more experience with fighting and, and things like that. I just, um, there's, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> I've, I've been thinking about it. 
I don't know. I don't understand why they would have left the bodies like that. I mean, you got to understand, like, first off, you say I know more about fighting, but to be honest, I, I don't really know much about war, you know? Um, I've gotten... I mean, I've been called up in the short call once or twice, but that's all, you know, it's, it's different squabbling over hunting rights than actual war, you know? And, like, what I mostly like isn't the sort of thing that cares for the dead at all, so... But, yeah. I mean, to some extent, I do see it, though, because... Because, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, at least, again, you know, saying that I've never been in the war, right? It's always been, it's only been skirmishing, squabbling, raiding, and people die in that, but not by the squadron, you know? Mm -hmm. But you don't, you don't really hate your enemies, hate the people you're fighting, at least, usually, you know? I mean, you might generally, you might when you're doing the fighting, but at the same time, you'd, you'd want to know that they'd bury you properly. So, or, well, return the bodies more like, but I guess not really an option there, right? Like, like you, you just don't, you just look after the dead, right? So, because, so that they'll do the same for you. Well, I guess that's how you would do it, but, it's not really how Drow would um, deal with this sort of thing, at least from, I mean, I don't remember anything about it, really. It never got as far as Kemadov, but uh, we wouldn't have bothered uh, laying them out like that. We, I mean, if we were in their boots, we would have probably just retreated further into the city Put some heads on spikes and that sort of thing. Kind of take a deep, kind of hissing breath through my teeth and say, "Well, like I say, I've I've never fought a war. I don't know anyone who's fought in a war. You know, and actually, that's that's not true. I suppose some of the elves might have fought in a war, but you know, and I suppose the queen technically, the queen never really fought a war exactly. She sort she didn't fight. Or I think, or she stopped the war. Come to think of it, I think remember my history. Um, um, this is more fun if I tell you than if I make you roll. It's in my brief, I just can't remember. It's, yeah, it's in your brief. Um, she appeared about halfway through the war, so about a year and a half in, mm. at the eve of what was expected to be a great and bloody battle between the forest and the halflings of the flat. Mm. She appeared and swooped down upon the forest army and at Queen Kestrel. Like, dropped out of the sky at Queen Kestrel. At which point, everyone in the forest army became aware that there was a new queen, and she was a dragon. Yeah. She didn't leave the forest, and in fact has never been observed since to leave the boundaries of the forest. But whether, mm. where there were incursions from either halflings or, or anyone else who was trying to make war on the forest, she would defend its borders. Right, right. So yeah. But still, right. Like, so... I mean, I've never really known anyone who's fought a war. I mean, you know, like, I mean, there's, there's halfling. There's, in the forest, it's mostly us and 
and halflings and even the halflings I don't I don't think I've met a halfling old enough to have fought in any of the wars. Not like proper wars, not properly fight. Mm. I guess maybe it's different in a war, but at least, you know, if you catch one raiding, that's that's that, but you'd you wouldn't just leave the body for the boars, you know? I don't know how dwarves do it, I couldn't say. I don't know. I I mean I'd never heard about anything like that from anyone who came back it's just so strange well sorry to bother you i just didn't know if you'd i don't know have any answers uh i don't know uh i guess just um i you know i never actually i mean like i say i, I joined the um I joined the Border Riders uh, after a little bit of, you know, short calling. So I was never really in the raids that much. And now I'm a bit old to get, you know, stuck on the short call. And besides, the, 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 the local board's not really been that, that scrappy lately. Uh, I can't say I've ever actually killed anyone. Uh, but I've had people, you know, have been around it. And I guess as far as I, as far as I see it, it's just, just the way you do it. You know? uh, All right. Around, but it isn't for dwarves. All right. I'm going to get some sleep, though. All right. Good night. Or Good night. <laughs> Whatever time of day it is. My kingdom to be exalted. I mean, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> Trick goes to sleep. Will takes his watch, thinking deep, slow thoughts about the nature of wars and death and remembrance. And then eventually, Rill returns to rest, and Maynard takes the last watch of the night. Okay. So you settle down to sleep in the normal way and you sleep peacefully and dreamlessly and towards the end of the night Rill wakes you up to take your watch. So you sit up and you settle yourself with your back against the wall and put on your helmet of blind sight so you don't need to burn through the lantern oil and you settle down to keep watch. And as you are sitting there awake in the dark you hear a familiar voice in your head, a comfortingly friendly voice, a voice that you know and you trust. Hello, little wizard. Hello. How are your friends? They're a little bit shaken. It's been a strange couple of days. Must be. You don't look like you belong here, all of you. Well, I suppose it kind of all happened by accident and... All just got caught up in some great profound mission. Really? Yeah, we're trying to find out what started the War of the Gods and to stop it happening again. Gods? Gods are overrated, in my opinion. 
You think you so? You would be better off without them. It was a good start, but they only killed off about half of each other. It really would be better if the rest went the same way. Then those of us who really understand rulership could take over. I mean, I'm somewhat of a ruler myself, apparently. Is that so? The inheritor to the forest, the throne of the forest, or something like that. How did that come about? I touched a magic gem and it just sort of became part of me. I suppose I'm <laughs> beholden to it. <laughs> Still stumbling into things. But what about you? You've got caught up in this and caught up in that. What is it that you want? Me? Um, I want to be... I want to do something more. I grew up with stories of my grandparents fighting in the wars and great spellcasters doing these amazing deeds and saving people and destroying evil and well i was forced to try and become an accountant and i didn't want that i wanted to be a hero i wanted to be somebody important and interesting it just didn't really come naturally to me oh, but you're trying so very hard i know that's that's why i accepted this offer from the forest. I thought it, if it was something important that had to be done, I could do it if I was brave enough. And what about these others? What do you think they want? Well, I think Ember's been tasked by, by their god to stop this next war of the gods and find out why it happened in the first place. Real, I think, is almost powered by spite and curiosity and Trick just wants to protect the world that they live in and protect their sibling. Hmm. And somehow you've all wandered into my home. It was an accident. Really, I'm really sorry for disturbing you. Oh, don't be. I like friendly visitors. We came to find this this boat lift, the thing that you're living in, I suppose. The dwarves built it, you know. It used to go up and down. But I keep the doors shut. Keep me away from prying eyes in the harbour. That way, when the smugglers come in, I can have a nice little snack. Well, I suppose that's good for you. Good for all of us to keep me well fed. You know that. Of course. Can we go to the harbour? You can come up, and then we'll see. Okay. Depends if all your friends are as good and friendly as you are. I think they're better. I hope so too. Keep good watch, little wizard. Of course. And after Maynard's watch, everyone wakes up feeling the usual kind of slight uncomfortable ache that you get from sleeping on fundamentally a hard cold stone floor, but basically fine. And we'll start again there next episode. You've been listening to Come Out and Play, an all-trans real play project. 
You can check us out at comeoutandplay.games or follow us on Twitter at CAOPcast. And remember, if you enjoy our show, please share it with your friends. And if you don't enjoy our show, please share it with your enemies. Word of mouth is our best way to grow. I feel slighted. <laughs>